the breakdown. And here we go. Davis goes left. Davis gets a block. Chris Davis. Touchdown. Auburn. An answered prayer. Cut. Michigan. Touchdown. I can't believe this. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown. Alabama wins. Welcome in, ladies and gents, to the Campus to Campus podcast, where you can get your weekly fix of college football, anything from fantasy to gambling to, to weekly game previews and reviews of the previous week. I'm your host, Kevin Brown. You can find me on Twitter, at KHookem. Uh, let me bring in my two co-hosts today. We got a special guest on with us, but first, let me bring in my normal co-host, Jesse. What's going on, bud? How's it going, everybody? Follow me on Twitter, at UncleJesse3 underscores. All right, let me bring in my, our special guest, the the man, the myth, the legend, uh, the the author of My Dumb Brain, one of the one of our most popular articles at the Breakdown Sports. Sam, what's going on, bud? What's going on, peeps? Uh, good to be back on the podcast. You know, enjoy the first few times I came on for the first couple weeks. Uh, dumb brain, winning people money week after week. It's just a proven success record right now. Um, Follow me on Twitter at Samuel underscore Murphy 20. But good to be back, fellas. Awesome. So you guys can find all of us at thebreakdownsports.com. That's spelled B-R-K-D-W-N. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at the underscore breakdown. You guys give us a follow. Give us a shout. Let us know if you want us to change anything on the podcast or want to add anything. So we got a big big night ahead of us here. we got our first uh, playoff. Uh, Holy. Playoff <laughs> I'm just going to interject because. Here he is. Here he comes. Son of a. Okay. That's ridiculous. Um, well, first of all, just top six <laughs> right off the bat. Georgia, Clemson, number five. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. Penn State, four. Alabama, three. LSU, two. Ohio State, one. Bullshit, in my opinion. Excuse my French, but I mean, we'll just. <laughs> we got a we had a good back and forth today on our Slack channel for the for the group, and and that is kind of how I thought it would 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 go, how I thought it should go would be Ohio State, LSU, Alabama, but I shouldn't, LSU. but but uh, you know that's that's, that's all subjective, uh, but uh, I I thought that it would be LSU, Bama, Ohio State, Clemson, just to to, to bolster up the one versus two narrative for this for this weekend. But so far, so repeat that again for us, Sam. We got we got so we got we got Georgia at six, Clemson at five, Penn State at four, Alabama at three, uh, LSU at two, Ohio State at one. Basically, uh, over the next two or three weeks, we have two quarterfinal games before the semifinals with LSU Alabama this week. LSU is going to win that one, obviously, and then uh, Ohio State Penn State. Yeah, so. that, that was one of the things I was going to bring up with, with, the, uh, with the rankings is most of this will wash itself out by the end of the next month anyway. It makes no difference where everybody's ranked at right now. 
Because if you keep winning, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're ranked seventh right now. It doesn't matter if you're ranked sixth. If you win out, you're probably going to be in the top four. So for all the fans out there, like Sam, losing their mind because their team isn't where they think they should be, it'll work well, itself out as long as you win. You just got to win. It's, uh, I mean, it's subjective, my ass, first of all. It's like LSU should be the number one team. They're the only team in the country that has three top ten wins. And they've proven themselves test after test. It's not hard to understand. I mean, we'll find out this weekend, but. Yeah, it proves in the pudding. They'll do it this weekend or they won't. Yep. All this tells me is that the Big Ten's the best conference in college football. (laughs) Not true. LSU or SEC is three in the top six, so. Yeah, but we got number one and four. That's all that matters. Uh, Four in the top ten, I mean. Big yeah, Ten we, we sucks. Can, we can go on over this pissing match with SEC, <laughs> Big Ten. We're not we're not going to bog down bog down our listeners. With all it, that. It's clear <laughs> who the where the two best conferences are. I mean, there's, everything there's no else doubt. is just a step behind right there, now. There, there's no doubt about that. So uh, so we got our first playoff rankings. We'll likely hit on this a little bit more throughout the show, but we're going to roll into our Week Ten review. Uh, first up on the slate, we got Appalachian State and SMU both lose their first game of the season. Now, Appy State. They were one of my favorites to go into the uh, the New Year Six Bowl to win that bid, and that looks like that door is going to be shut pretty quick, uh, especially with some of the way the other, these other teams are playing right now. So, what's your what's your guys' thoughts on Appalachian State and SMU both losing their games? Well, SMU is my favorite going to the New York New Year Six before this weekend, but as of right now, unless something miracle happens, I don't see any group of six going or group yeah group of five, and if there was, it would be Memphis just because of yeah. how dominant they were Saturday night. Yeah, they, they played a heck of a game. Now, in, in that in that SMU-Memphis game, we had uh, Shane Bouchel had a hell of a game. He had 456 passing yards and three touchdowns. His favorite wide receiver, James Prochet, 13 catches, a buck 49 and a touchdown. On the other side of the ball, we had Brady White, had him a monster game, 350 and three. And then uh, Antonio Gibson come out of nowhere, all right, with 97 rushing yards and a touchdown. Uh, six catches, 130 receiving yards and a touchdown, and then 159 <laughs> kick return yards and a touchdown. He absolutely balled the hell out. And in, in my opinion, he was by far the most important player on the field for them. Kenneth Gainwell is an absolute stud freshman running back, and he's been fantastic all year. SMU pretty much held him in check for, for the most part compared to what he has done. You know, he's had several, you know, he's had, I think it was four or five straight 100-yard rushing games, and he's looked fantastic. They kind of held him in check, but – by doing that, they let they let Gibson just go just go nuts on them. So, Sam, what's your thoughts on the SMU game? Uh, yeah, App State. Can't even tell you what happened to that. I I didn't watch it. I have no interest in. I mean, I say it every week in my dumb brain column. I don't care about any of the irrelevant teams. But the SMU game that was fun as hell to watch. It was, it was back game. and forth. It was a lot of points. Over it was a lock. I mean, virtually. And on top of that. SMU just saved just about my entire day with going for two at the end. Well, your version, we're gonna, <laughs> I mean, we're going to get on that a little bit more in, in, in a little while. That was, but yeah, crazy. it was fun to watch. But isn't it. isn't it a requirement that highest group of five has to or gets in a one of the group or New Year's Six bowls? I thought that was a thing. It seems like it is. It seems like every year they have the the group of five group. group I mean, of five I don't, going, you know, I don't see. Memphis or Cincinnati getting left out at this point. I mean, yeah, if, unless they lose some games that they shouldn't. 
Yeah, right. Cincinnati's looking really good right now. They they had a rough game against ECU, but they still pulled out a win, and their only loss is to a, a dominant Ohio State team. So Cincinnati looks like they're in the driver's seat. When Who hasn't played anybody? Ohio. But okay, well, well. I mean they're in the group of five. They don't play anybody. That's no, no, no. Group. I'm talking about dominant Ohio State team. But. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're just you're just salty. So sit over and be salty and be quiet for a minute. Which has been dominant. There's no way you can argue that point. All right, next up on the slate, we got Notre Dame keeps it close and wins against Virginia Tech. They uh, looked like they were about to lose that game for a long time. They had to, they had to come back late. Uh, the game was kind of a snooze fest, in, in, in my opinion, to watch. I didn't – I tried to watch a little bit of it, and I just couldn't get into watching the game. But Notre Dame survives. Virginia Tech is just a, another mediocre team out there in the ACC. All I'm taking from this game is that Michigan broke Notre Dame, and that's all that matters. <laughs> I mean, I'm hashtag done with Notre Dame. I, they're dead to me. Yeah, I mean Notre Dame's been been dead to me for a long time since they got their asses beat. I've never liked them, but they're they're now ago. officially landed on my do not bet list, and they're <laughs> they're done. I'm done with them. Join right, a conference, so, you cowards. Yeah, you sissies. <laughs> all right, so next up we got Georgia. They, uh, they, they essentially lock up the SEC East with a win against Florida. Um, it was a good game. Just goes along with what I've been kind of saying about Georgia all year long. They've, they, just, they just don't – to me, they don't seem like a, a, a true contender. And I know they're in the top six. It just – the offense looks slow. They look kind of lethargic. And they're beating teams they should. But to me, with, with the talent they have on that roster, they should be crushing teams week in and week out. So – and I know they are a contender in the big scheme of things, but no, to, me, to me, I just I just can't get on board with it. No, well, they are. I mean, they they went out. They beat they beat whoever they play in the SEC championship. But but they're, they're not. The they're not going to beat them. They can't. Well, can't. first of all, they can't beat Alabama in the Georgia Dome. That's just a fact. They've blown two huge leads, and both times they've played in the last two years, they're just. And I don't think they can score with LSU with that offense if they play them so true and I, I don't think so either but that's we also don't play for them and we also can't predict the future so if georgia can win out they are oh, i can predict the future with, with, without a doubt all right so next up we got michigan continued season turnaround they've looked they've looked good at since that uh since that Wisconsin ass whooping they took, so so Je- so Jesse, since you're the you're the you're the local Michigan guy here, take it away. I mean, it's a 31 point win on the road is very nice, and somehow was Harbaugh's biggest win at away against a non Rutgers team. So I don't know if that's good or bad, but I don't know. Ever since that Wisconsin game, they've just they've found their offense and turned it around. Shea Patterson is somehow making throws. The running game has come alive. Zach Charbonnet is setting freshman records left and right for them. It's they're gonna get like an Outback Bowl or a Citrus Bowl, which is gonna be great. And it just means next year is gonna be a lot more with whoever takes over at quarterback. Sam, you got any thoughts on that before we move on? Uh, Michigan, yeah, they're they're not gonna turn around. <laughs> They're gonna get dusted by Ohio State, like dusted. I, I don't. I, I can't. I can't argue that point. All right. So <laughs> next up, we got UCLA wins again, be, uh, beating beating Colorado, and and UCLA has actually had a pretty impressive turnaround. They started the season out zero and three. 
They looked absolutely freaking terrible on offense. They looked even worse on defense. And, you know, I mentioned last uh, two weeks ago on the podcast, uh, since they had the, the big uh, 69-63 or whatever the hell the score was against Washington State, it, since that game, they seem like they found, they found their offense. They've been, they've been rolling pretty good. They're four and five now. They are actually, you know, in air quotes, you know, in control of their own destiny in the Pac-12. They can still make the Pac-12 championship unbelievably. Uh, Jonathan, uh, uh, Joshua Kelly has absolutely been on a tear within the past three games. In the past three games, he's averaging now 25 carries a game, 155 rushing yards, and two and a half touchdowns a game at this point. Now, for me being the big fantasy nerd that I am, I was huge. I was super high on Joshua Kelly. For me, he was one of my top three, top four running backs coming into the season. Uh, he's been a major disappointment for the majority of the season. Was hampered by some injuries to start the season out, but he is really rolling right now. He is playing great. And UCLA is a, is a team that people better not take too lightly at this point. Their, their defense is still total, total garbage, but their offense is getting to where they can score the, with the teams in the Pac-12. And uh, let's face it, there's not a lot of Pac-12 teams playing defense outside of Oregon and, and uh, Utah. So, guys, what do you got? What, uh, Jesse, what's your, what's your thoughts on the UCLA Bruins? Um, I just want them to win out and to win the Pac-12 because I want chaos. That's my team won't be involved whatsoever. <laughs> Sam, what, what you got, man? I mean, it just shows what a Pac-12 after dark game can do for you. I mean, man, ever ever since that Washington State game, they've turned it around somehow. Chip yeah. Kelly is not in, at the helm of a dumpster fire program anymore. Yeah, it's just like a small blaze. They're fun to watch, and and I, I enjoy watching them. I, I like staying up and watching them, watching them play on Saturday nights. That's usually after I've had about, you know, six or seven shots too many. I've had, I'm having me a good time. I'm watching a game, get, putting a little money on games. That and I then you be put too much money on <laughs> something that you don't know anything about. You just yeah. throw money blindly yeah. at the wall. Hope you get, hope you get something back. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next up we got Baylor survives the Halloween scare versus West Virginia. Baylor's still very much a contender for the national championship if they can win out well. They'll have to beat Oklahoma twice to get to that point, but any team that's, that that uh, goes undefeated with with two wins against another top ten team in the same season, that's they're they're, they're they'll be slotted in no, without a doubt. So, what's your thoughts on uh, on uh, Baylor, Sam? Uh, they're not gonna make be a national championship contender. I know that they keep surviving these games, and I mean, I get that's part of it. And to an extent, it's been impressive thus far, but the game against Texas Tech after they won on some BS call that the Pac-12 or Big 12 was that admitted they were wrong and then fined the uh, Texas Tech athletic director because he criticized the officials and they're like, oh yeah, we were wrong, but we're still going to fine you. I mean, ever, like, ever since that game, I just haven't believed in them. Sure. So, 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 Sam. With, with that being said, Baylor wins out undefeated Big Twelve championships. Oh, they're in the top four. They're in. Okay. Easy. All right, All right. Uh, Jesse. What, what's up, man? What do you think about the Baylor surviving the scare? Um, never thought Baylor would be this good so soon with the whole turnaround with what happened there a couple years ago. Very quick turnaround. Matt Rule's doing a hell of a job out there. But the only good thing out of this game Thursday night was the commentators dressing up like Anchorman characters. That's, that's <laughs> all I take from the that. game. I wasn't, I wasn't in the spot where I could watch it, and that bums me out now that, now that I know that. I wish Shout I out Pat that. McAfee. Pat McAfee <laughs> has the best whammy in the business. 
All right, so with all that being said, just want to let everybody know that this week of games was, were, for the most part, pretty damn boring. It was 35 teams on a bye last week. It was a real drag. There was a lot, for, like, like I said before, me being a fantasy football nerd, it was tough to fill out a lineup last week. It was tough, tough to, to sit through some of the boring games that we had. But every every weekend with college football is a better weekend with that than without it. So, all right, we'll roll in, Jesse. Take take it over here on our NCAA votes to to votes to include compensation compensating players. I know you've you've done a little bit of digging into this, and you and Sam take this one away here. Yeah, well, I uh, I read an article about this last week, so go on to the breakdown sports and read it. Selfless plug, but um. Basically, the NCAA is trying to cover their asses with all these states' uh, legislators saying we want to pay athletes. So they're getting ahead of it and saying, oh, we're going to look into it. So 2021, we're going to do it. But it's going to be along the lines of current uh, college compensation, which we have no clue what that means yet. Sam, any thoughts? Uh, I don't think... It'll be compensation, more or less, them just being able to go out and make some deals. I don't think it'll ever get to the point to where colleges are paying players. Oh, no, no. I don't, exactly. I don't legally, legally, at least. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it's... Yeah, I, I agree. I agree there. I don't think that the college... I don't think it'll have anything to do with the colleges paying players to be there. I think it 100% has to do with the fact that they can go... <laughs> give YouTube shout-outs and that kind of stuff and, and be able to which, sign endorsement deals and all that kind of stuff, and I am totally on board with that. Which they should be able to do, I mean. Sure, 100%. The only and, thing that's scary is that they're saying it's going to be along the lines of current college gifts or whatever, which is, we have no clue what that means. It doesn't sound like money. Well, all I know is the NCAA will find a way to mess it up. As always, that's I was just about to say that. We, I'm, yeah. I, I think it's great. I think it's awesome that they're trying to roll this out for everybody. I think I think it's the right move. I'm just I'm one of those guys that hey, you burned me once, kind of thing. I'm you ain't gonna let you do it again. And I'm just waiting for him to totally drop a bomb that just sets off an, an eruption of, of pissed off, you know, Division One college college players. And you know, especially since there is more money involved in football and basketball, those kind of those kind of sports, it's going to be. I'm gonna be interested to see how it works with the smaller schools and the smaller the smaller sports, you know, like the lacrosses and like the, you know, the golf teams and that kind of stuff. I'm interested well, I mean, to see how well it turns it, out. Well, look at it now. I mean, like the LSU's and Alabamas and Texas, those those are all those guys are all probably paying players now as it is on the side. So now it just brings it above board. I don't think the smaller schools are even gonna be able to pay. But, I mean, it, it gives those guys an opportunity to still go out and try to make money, even yeah. at, like if, if you do have, like, a Steph Curry breakout in, in the tournament or something. Sure, And yeah, th- they can go make money, and that's they should be able to. It's their name, their likeness. They should be able to. And hopefully they'll all just get a check from EA Sports every year for the games coming back. That rolls right into my next my next topic. So with all that being said, that that opens the door for EA Sports to roll out their college football game, which we're all huge fans of. I spent no telling how many nights staying up to three and four o'clock in the morning playing my buddies in high school and whenever they were in college. Uh, I have missed it terribly since it's been gone, and I've actually just so I so since I travel so much for my day job, uh, I'm actually sitting inside of a a banquet room in Chicago right now recording this show. 
uh, I will actually have my PlayStation with me going forward and be able to play my game in the hotel room, be able to kick back and not have to worry about nobody nobody messing with me, just sit back and enjoy it. So with all that being said, just a quick little segment here. We're going to go back over the, the years of the NCAA football game. So we're all going to go through our three favorite players we love to play with back in the day. Uh, just quick, we're not going to spend a ton of time here. My three players were Pat White, Vince Young, and Ted Ginn. They were all absolutely unstoppable in the game. So, uh, Jesse, what was your favorite three players, bud? My favorite three has to be Denard, Denard Robinson, Johnny Manziel, and Barry Sanders. But the best thing to do now is if you have NCAA 14, is download the updated rosters every year. Hmm. Correct. All right, Sam, what you got? Uh, obviously, Odell. He is just a monster. And that was he was... Probably the last LSU player I like playing with on the latest game in 14. And then uh, Michael Bush from Louisville. I'm originally from Louisville, so I used to play with them a lot. Brian Brown, Michael Bush, that team was – I was actually there when they beat Pat White and Steve Slayton and, yep. in Louisville. No Rushed the field that night, and then Reggie Bush. He's just a freaking monster on there, so – all right, so speaking of rushing the field, Jesse, how do we get to the <coughs> field? Excuse me. Well, I was just about to ask Sam. Uh, back then, I bet you didn't use this amazing app that's out now to get tickets. No, I I don't think we even uh, – I don't think, like, Vivid Seats or uh, Ticketmasters or SeatGeek were even around at the time. Exactly. It's, it's SeatGeek. It's the best app ever for finding tickets. What do you, you want? Sports? You want concerts? You want comedy, theater, whatever you want. You name it, they have it. It's, you're no longer trying to scoundrel all the other websites. You're no longer trying to scalp a ticket in the parking lot. They search everywhere on the secondary market to find the best deals ever. They even make it easy and color code it because we are all stupid people that lose all our money. Um, green means good. <laughs> red means bad. Yellow means you can do better. We all can do better. They even do it on a scale of 1 to 10. And they have this great thing that's a seat view where you can just click a button and you see what you'll see from the seats. So you're not sitting in front of a pole like uh, Wrigley Field does. But <laughs> Shout out SeatGeek. I got a, a 9.1 rated seat for Lizzo concert in Indy for my girlfriend's birthday. So shout out SeatGeek. Yep, I got I got two tickets with eight point sevens for the Ohio State Penn State game in a few weeks. Easy, easy as easy as heck to get in there and, and just click a few buttons, buy my tickets, get to the game. Speaking mm-hmm. of Ohio State, it's so easy. Even those stupid Buckeye fans can do it. You're an idiot. I love I love the Basically, weekly Ohio State jab. <laughs> download it in the App Store and the Google Play Store. Use our code Breakdown to get twenty dollars off your first purchase. That's B R K D W N. Don't freak, you Seeky, go blue, beat Michigan State. You uh, a lot of bad things to say, but I'm not going to say it because it's a net deal. <laughs> All right, so next we're going to roll into our, our Week 11 Top 25 game. So we're going to kind of burn through these real quick. We're not going to spend a ton of time on them, and uh, no real need to. Everybody knows what's going on out there listening to the podcast. But first up on the, on the list, we got Maryland at Ohio State. Ohio State are 44-point favorites, guys. What are your thoughts on that, Sam? Hammer it. Hammer the 44. I bet mean. On, bet on them until they beat you, man. Bet on them until they, they beat you, baby. They have, they're undefeated against the spread still. Like, just 
keep, let it ride. Don't get up from the table. Just push them all in. Let it ride. Never leave the table when you're on a heater. No. Jesus, I bet Ohio State every week this year, and they've won me money every single week. All right, Jesse, what's your thoughts, bud? Ohio State's won by 100. It's yeah. <laughs> they're I'm, going I'm, to I'm beat the same that mindset. Georgia Tech Cumberland score was like 223 to 8. They're going to beat that. <laughs> I mean, Michigan put up, was able to put up at least 38, so Ohio State should be able to at least get 50. I, mean, I hope yeah, they cover the over on like Michigan. Yeah, I, I think Ohio State clear. I think Ohio State clears that that fifty fifty five points pretty easily. They'll have to let off the gas real early in the game to do that, and then still, at, 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 with that same breath, their backup running back uh, Master Teague is he's he's phenomenal. He's going to be, be a superstar, man. So he's got. So I, I think he may even break off one or two in this game. So 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 hammer Ohio State minus forty four. Next up, we got Penn State minus six and a half at Minnesota. Another undefeated game. This week, this is probably the the so what we got a, a number number four team in this game versus and, and at Minnesota. Seventeen. What's your thoughts? How uh, how how phony or real is Minnesota right now, guys? Sam, what's your thoughts? Well, this should have been game day. I mean, PJ Flex sold me, and game day's gone to LSU, Alabama. Like game day should have been at Minnesota for this one, but I think Penn State's gonna win. I mean, I haven't watched much of Minnesota, but they haven't stood out enough for me to just pick them over a proven Penn State team. So yeah, that, that's where I'm at with them. They haven't, they haven't, they've, they've been good in their winning games. They're winning close games against teams that, that aren't that good, but they're still winning. Uh, but at the same time, you hit the nail on the head there. They haven't shown me enough to believe that they're going to go in and knock off the number four ranked team in the country right now in the playoff. So yeah, Jesse, what's your thoughts, bud? Well, you all, you guys already know how I feel about Minnesota, and they're complete frauds. They've beaten no team with a winning record or with a winning record currently, I believe. But it's for some reason, I think it's going to be stupidly close because it's at Minnesota, and PJ Fleck just signed that big deal earlier today. Mm-hmm. Yep. So twenty twenty six, I think, is what it was, wasn't it? Yeah. And telling everybody. Some oh, school is going to be paying a lot of money to take him away, so. Yeah. Shout out Minnesota. Get wet the beak a little bit. Row the boat. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next up, we got uh, Vandy at Florida. Florida is minus twenty six in this game, and Vanderbilt has looked like total friggin' garbage all season long. So they guys, look like Tennessee. They look like Tennessee. <laughs> That's a great comparison. They do. They look exactly like Tennessee. All right. So uh, Jesse, what's your thoughts on the Florida Vandy game? Florida by fifty two. It's, they're doubling the spread. It's Vanderbilt. Florida should have beat Georgia last week. I'm surprised. Well, I'm not surprised. Everybody put their money on Florida, and we are stupid about it. But they're going to come back, and Kyle Trash is going to run all over Vanderbilt. They're just going to close the school. Just end it. Good division, too. All right, Sam. I See, I'm not even going to talk about the game. I just want to take this time to um, talk about what a clown. Uh Derek Mason is uh, Vandy head coach, for those who don't know. Um, after the Missouri game, I think it was, he was all on camera. Uh, don't question me. I'm a Vandy man. You don't know what it takes to own this or have this job. Go through what I go through. Really, dude, you're 10 and 32 in the SEC. Chill out. Like, this grow up. the same all-pro wide receiver, Derek Mason, is it? 
don't even know. He, he's a clown. That's all I know. I hope not, because <laughs> I like the all-pro receiver. <laughs> all right, next up we got Baylor minus two at TCU. And this is this is a game to where I think Baylor's got to – I think Baylor loses this game. I think TCU sneaks up and, and beats them. I know they're only a two-point favorite, and uh, Baylor's only a two-point favorite. But this seems like one of those games where Baylor's going to be – you know, riding high, undefeated TCU. They should they should go into go into TCU and, and win pretty should be pretty easily if you, if you're a contender. And I think TCU sneaks up and gets them this week. I like Baylor. It's it just feels like one of those games I don't care about and they'll win by like ten. It's, TCU can only do one upset a year, and they already did that with Texas. <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt about that. It's a stinky line, just like the Texas game. And I fell for it in the Texas game. So I'm going right back to it. I'm going Baylor minus two. All right. Next up, <laughs> we got ECU at SMU. SMU is favored by 22. ECU actually had one of their one of their very few offensive, you know, explosions. You know, this was a, an offense that in the in the fantasy community were, were real high on coming in the year. Holt Naylor's was, you know, a top ten quarterback for me coming this season. And he has been just shitty all season long and then he comes out of nowhere against probably the best team that they'll play all year long in Cincinnati and uh, put, go, puts up a game over 500 passing yards uh, four total touchdowns takes them right down to the wire Cincinnati Cincinnati comes up with the win but uh, they get to play a, an SMU team that's that's going to be hungry after getting beat last week so I'm, I'm all on SMU minus 22 The Pony Express will continue to ride even after a little hiccup Somebody lost, died of dysentery, but they're going to jump back on and keep rolling. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I I mean, I'm not going to bet it, but I have to expect us and you to roll. After watching that offense last week, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it was it was it was fun to watch. It was a hell of a game to watch. Next up on the slate, game of the weekend: LSU at Bama. Bama's minus six and a half. Sam, I'll let you take the floor for a little while. Go ahead, bud. Is this a big game? I I hadn't I hadn't heard, but uh, <laughs> some are yeah. saying game of the century. Part two. Part two. Yep, that's what I dubbed it in my uh, preview piece over at thebreakdownsports.com. Uh, go check it out. Um, I mean, these teams are pretty identical right now. It's 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 going to come down to two things, in my opinion. Which defense can make like just one play? Because I don't I I don't expect either team to be stopped. Yep. And so it's just one play is all you need. Who forces the big turnover? That's yeah, what, that's what it comes down and to. And how mind. healthy is Tua? I don't think there's any way he's 100%. He's going to play, that's for sure. But last year he had the same surgery. He was he barely got back to 100% in 28 days of recovery, and he had 20 for this time around. I just I don't think he's going to be able to, even with LSU losing a senior linebacker this week. I You're like LSU's. Eh, no, because they've played without him this year already. So he's missed a few games for suspension. Or, sorry, not suspension. A coach's decision to not play in the worst games of the year. But, I mean, he missed half the Texas game. He missed half the Vandy game. It's The defense is finally healthy. They're good against the run. 
I like LSU's secondary with two first-round picks in this year's draft and the best freshman in all of the country right now, and Derek Stingley Jr. I don't think they'll stop him, but if I had to pick between the two defenses right now to make a play, I'll pick LSU's because, I mean, last time Alabama actually played someone, they got their doors blown off, and the championship game, and now they have a worse defensive line. They have two freshmen starting at linebacker, and, I mean, their secondary hasn't seen anything like LSU's passing game this year. So I got it at 41-38, but that's fan prediction. But I just want to score and point this year. That'd be nice. Just one. Just one. But I don't think there will be any struggle with that. So I think it'll be close. I think it'll be a shootout. It'll be an NFL game with the two best quarterbacks and the two best receiving cores in the country. And hopefully LSU wins. So. All right, Jesse, what's your thoughts, bud? Uh, I'm leaning towards LSU too, solely because I have no clue how healthy Tua will be during game time. And it's not like your Alabama's of old because their defense is good, but it's not as good as it used to be. Granted, they're out. They were out <coughs> two starting linebackers entering the season, but also yeah. they don't have that dominant run game that they used to have. Najee Harris isn't your Mark Ingram, your Derrick Henry, your Josh Jacobs, your Trent Richardson. He he's a good back. I still have a bad taste in my mouth that he switched on Michigan last second, but it's <laughs> the only I mean, he's got the talent. He's just not he just hasn't shown it yet. So, no, he he had that one good run and that was it. But the only piece that will make me want to pick Bama is because they know if they lose this game their season's over they don't have the schedule to back it up like LSU does if they drop it that's a good argument to make my, my argument is, is as long as Bama has no more than one loss they're not missing the playoff but that's, that's uh, another, we can get into that later on yeah, but that's I, another topic for another another podcast it's uh, um <laughs> There's something said earlier. Uh, Kevin, you, you said something earlier today about LSU's defense being suspect. I mean, Alabama's defense and LSU's defense are separated by, like, four yards a game total, and LSU's played much more difficult offenses. So just to counteract what you said earlier, I, sure. think, I think the defenses are – the teams are mirror images right now. It's just who's going to make a stop and which quarterback is going to make the bigger play. And I'll take the quarterback who's been in shootout after shootout this year. And, I mean, I I think LSU will try to just play don't give up the big play defense. And whenever that happens, Tua gets a little antsy. And then he makes a mistake. And he's done it time and time again in the last year and a half. So, I, but just don't give up the big play, and he'll make a mistake. All right, all right. We'll we'll, we'll find we'll find out Saturday for the shitty three thirty game. That's that's a bunch of horse shit. That should be a prime time. Yeah. Do we know this is seven o'clock game? game? I would assume it's Minnesota. 
No, Penn State, Minnesota is at noon. Yeah, they're the noon game of the lineup. That's a bunch of horse shit. They're just ruining my Saturday night. Well, see, it's... Fox has the the Big Ten or the Big Noon game or whatever, where their best game of the day is on at noon. The SEC on CBS is always three thirty, and they already use their uh, primetime slot on Georgia Notre Dame for some reason. Because it's Notre Dame. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, oh no, even I, that Notre Dame is usually NBC, which is very odd. Yeah, but I guess. I guess whenever it was at Notre Dame, it was on NBC, so. Ah, oh, gotcha. So, I mean, if, if CBS wanted to spend, like, hundreds of millions of dollars to buy this game from uh, ESPN, buy the primetime rights to it, like they did in 2011, like they could have, but I just don't think they... I think it's because... The ratings have been so bad on the two thirty games. They want a nice ratings boost. So, just a heads up: the seven thirty game is Clemson, NC State. Oh That's Jesus gross. Christ! That's gross. We're gonna get to that here in just a second. All right, next up we got so we got UConn at Cincy. Cincy is minus thirty five. I don't think we need to spend a whole lot of time here. Just don't bet on UConn. I don't care who they're playing. Uh, any other thoughts to add, gentlemen? No. Roll on. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> Kansas State at Texas. Uh, Texas is minus seven. I will be uh, I'll be taking Texas in this game, and I'm trying my best not to homer out, but I, I can't help the fact that I just feel like this is one of those games where Texas is actually going to play good, and then they're going to give me a little bit of hope just to kick me in the dick later on and, and let me crawl back into my corner like I did a few weeks ago. So I'm not going to spend too much more time on that. Boys, y'all take it over. You don't feel worried that Kansas State feels motivated that they can upset both Oklahoma and Texas in the same season? Fuck Kansas State. They ain't doing that. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> no. I'm taking Texas, Texas, by the way. Get it together, Texas. I need you to do good. Like, I'm, we need you as a resume booster. Stop sucking. That's know, that's man. my thoughts. All right. Well, moving on. We'll go to the next one. Are they back? <laughs> Wait Huh. We're Wake back. Forest. Wake Shut Forest up, minus two and a half at Virginia Tech. What's your thoughts on this game, fellas? I'm taking Virginia Tech. Ooh, Virginia Tech coming up with the upset. All right, Sam, what's your thoughts? No. Virginia Tech is terrible this year. I mean, yeah. they must be they Notre just Dame. Notre Dame's terrible this year. So yeah, I don't. True. It's. I mean, Wake Forest has been. Maybe the most one of the most surprising teams of the year. They have been, man. I've been very it's, impressed with Wake Forest this year. They can put up some points, and I mean, take the over in this game. I don't care how it's what it, what how it turns out score wise. Just take the over. All right. Next up, we got Iowa at Wisconsin. Wisconsin is a nine and a half point favorite. Uh, I think Wisconsin finally gets to bounce back here. I think Jonathan Taylor gets gets it back going after the bye week. I'm taking Wisconsin minus nine and a half in a low scoring game. Yeah, I'm winning Iowa a little bit because it's going to be so low scoring. Because no matter who plays Iowa, it's still a 2017 game at most. It is. Oh, they're so friggin' boring to watch. I hate watching a game that Iowa's playing in. I, I, I friggin' hate it. Yeah, don't take the over in this one. Yeah, definitely stay away from the over. All right. 
Next up, we got Mizzou at Georgia minus 17. Sam, what's your thoughts on this game? Oh, hammer Georgia. I'm just saying this, but hammer Georgia. Missouri has lost to Vandy and Kentucky in back-to-back weeks. And it and first of all, you shouldn't lose to Vandy, period. But they got blown out by Kentucky. Kentucky is not good this year. They didn't have a quarterback. They got whooped by Wyoming in week one, too. Yeah, that was a dumb scheduling move. So yeah, I don't know why going you're going yeah, why are you going to elevation in week one? I digress. Hammer Georgia, they're going to kill them. All right, Jesse. Believe in Jake Brown for once. Just, they're going to win by 30 at least. Jake, Jake Fromm at least played better uh, last week. so Check I, down I Charlie. Beat, I won't beat up on him too much. All right, next up we got Clemson minus 31 and a half at NC State. This is Clemson's rolling right now. Take Clemson minus 31 and a half. I don't care what the spread is. Clemson's going to absolutely dust NC State. Jesse, what's your thoughts, bud? Yeah, they're rolling, but they didn't cover last week. So, uh, but yeah, just take Clemson. <laughs> I'm happy. I, I won that bet. I feel happy with myself. He did. He did. We Shocked he even te- got it. But. Yeah, we, we actually had some technical difficulties last week, folks. That's why we wasn't, we wasn't coming at you last week. It was your bye week. On us. It was our bye week. It was our bye week along with the other 35 guys. But we were halfway through recording whenever we started having our issues, and me and uh, Jesse were about to – we're going to be in the process of making some sort of a Twitter bet on that game, and I'm glad we didn't air the show so I don't have to pay up. So, all right. So, next up, we got Notre Dame minus eight at Duke. Uh, Sam, what's your thoughts? Um, I guess I'd, I think Notre Dame will win, but – I'm not betting them because they're on my do not bet list. So <laughs> I'm hashtag done with Notre Dame. I hope they lose every game from here until the end of time. Me too. Jesse, we know we know which way we, we know your thoughts on Notre Dame, but what are you, what are you thinking on the line? Uh, I'm gonna take two plus eight. It's all right. David Cutcliffe is the master at something. I don't know. I just like Duke. I like I like their stadium. Last time I was there was the infamous Miami Halloween game back in 2015. And I hate Notre Dame. They're gold domers that can all go die in the burning fire at Notre Dame. (laughs) That's spicy. All right, moving on. We got Iowa State. (laughs) We got Iowa State and Oklahoma. (laughs) Oklahoma's a 14-point favorite. Uh, Think this is another slip-up game for Oklahoma boys? No. What do you think? No. Oklahoma has to get style points. They're going to try and pile drive Iowa State. Iowa State hasn't looked good this year. Like ever since they almost lost to who was it? Like Northern Iowa, I think they almost yeah. lost to at home. Yeah. Yeah, that was. Mm. I'm gonna take Oklahoma on the points here. Pretty simple. They have to get style points. All right, Jesse. Jalen Hurts is gonna try to break every record in the book with this game. <laughs> you say that every week. No, no he's but, going to but try he, to though. Does he care about winning or losing more? You see that video? He got asked in a press conference if he prefers winning to losing. So what kind of, what kind of stupid ass question is that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. People are stupid. Oh man! All right, all right. Next up, we got Wyoming at Boise State. Boise State's a twelve and a half point favorite. Wyoming's starting quarterback, Sean Chambers, is out for the season with with a knee injury. So, Wyoming's going into Boise State. Boise State did not look good last week in San Jose State. They let San Jose State put up a ton of points on them. But 
that's also an air raid spread around the kind of offense. Wyoming is uh, keep it on the ground, run the ball down your throat 50 times a game. I think Bowie State handles that pretty easily, guys. What's your thoughts, Sam? Uh, I know nothing about either of these two teams. Like I said, don't care about the irrelevant teams of the college football world. But with that information you just gave me right there, I'll take uh, Smurf Turf and uh, Boise State. So Jesse, Jesse, on you, buddy. Don't discredit San Jose State. They did beat an SEC team this year. <laughs> but, yeah, just go Boise State. Always bet on the blue turf. All right, so we got Nevada at San Diego State for our last top 25 game. San Diego State's a 17-point favorite rolling in. San Diego State's sneaky good this year. I mean, people aren't really paying a lot of attention to them. If I'm not mistaken, they're a, they're a one-loss one team, and they, they, they always play good defense. Uh, I think this team, this game's going to be really low scoring for for whatever reason. I, I got a feeling that it's not going to be a lot. I think it's going to be going to be uh, San Diego State, but I think it's going to be one of those like twenty four to three type of games. Sam, I'm assuming you don't have an opinion. I don't care. I just <laughs> I don't. This this is going to be like this is going to kick off like ten thirty Eastern time. It's I, unless unless I am like in a real hole. I'm not even gonna touch this game. I'm not gonna watch it. So unless you're down big, you're not gonna. You're not gonna <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not going anywhere near. <laughs> unless I need a late night winner. All right, what you got, Jesse? Well, I literally just flipped a coin to try to see who I want to take, and it landed on San Diego <laughs> State. So uh, go Aztecs. No, no, go Aztecs. All right. So speaking speaking of betting and trying to pull yourself out of a hole if you're a bad gambler like me uh we're gonna we got we got some pros in here with us tonight boys so i wouldn't uh, say that yeah <laughs> i mean i did go five one last week on my article go read that but all right so we're gonna we're gonna roll through through some of our bets here so i'm gonna roll through my five jesse you'll go through yours and sam you'll go through yours so rolling through pretty quick uh i'm not gonna spend a ton of time here but i got clemson minus 31 and a half versus nc state bama minus six and a half versus lsu Bulgy State minus 12 and a half uh, versus Wyoming. K-State. I really don't want to bet on Texas. I don't want to bet on K-State either. Dude, just, if, if, you, if you want, it's a win-win either way. You win money if, if Kansas State covers. And See, for years, for, for years I did that. I, would, I refused to bet on Texas for years. And that was the exact reason. Because, hey, look, if I win, I'm cool with losing that 50 bucks. But if but if Texas loses, well, at least I win some money. So <laughs> It doesn't so, feel as good. I've, I've tried it, and it just doesn't work the way you think it's going to. It feels better than betting on the, the bastards against LSU, or excuse me, uh, yeah, LSU and TCU, and losing both and losing the How'd game. How'd that turn out, Kev? How'd that turn out, Kev? It, it was rough, but uh, so I'll take uh, I'll take Kansas State plus seven. I know I said earlier that I was gonna I was gonna go with Texas, but I changed my mind. Kansas State plus seven, and Cincinnati minus thirty five. Jesse, what you got, man? All right, well, SMU. I got it at minus twenty one and a half versus ECU. ECU is trash. Simple as that. Um, Minnesota plus six and a half versus Penn State. I think it's going to be a dangerously close game, and Penn State somehow pulls away in the end for the win. Uh, Ohio State minus 43.5 versus Maryland. Justin Fields is going to throw for 12 touchdowns and run for five. Chase Young's <laughs> going to somehow have a strip sack 75-yard touchdown run because he's Chase Young. It's, it's literally unfair. It's like NFL playing Pop Warner teams. It's... Um, Baylor minus two and a half versus TCU. Oops, it's 
I'm going to jump on the Baylor train even though I hate that school except for RG3 and then uh, my I'm saying it lock of the week guaranteed win Illinois plus 15 versus Michigan State Michigan State's trash they lost their best you, player <laughs> to steroids this past week you, Illinois you actually, is secretly good because they almost beat Michigan and beat Wisconsin. Yeah, Illinois, Illinois had a good run the past couple weeks, and I, as I was typing in my bets, you got to you got to get on the show doc before I did because the OJOB, and you had an Illinois plus fifteen down there, and I thought, damn, <laughs> that was that was going to be one of my picks there, and you you just snatched it away from me. So, all right, Sam, what you got, man? Well, I just want to start off shameless plug. Um, go read the Dumb Brain every week. I'm 47, or no, I'm 53, 35, and 0 on the year for a plus 13.2 unit increase. So if you bet 10 bucks a game, you're up 130. If you bet more, you're up more. So check it out every week. I'm I'm literally giving you free money every week. So I'll start Penn State minus 6.5. I think I'm just taking them because Minnesota hasn't proven it yet. Ohio State, minus 43. They might put up 70 on uh, Maryland or 100, like Jesse said. Either one. I'm fine with anything in between that. Oh, you said 200. Sorry. No, I I hate Uh, saying that. I hate Ohio State. Oh. (laughs) I want them to burn. I just just hate it. Mm. It's unfair. How are they always so good? (laughs) Urban Meyer. caught getting tattoos again for jerseys. <laughs> no, because they're allowed to do that now. Not until 2021, okay? <laughs> and then I'll, I'll ride with Baylor, too. The line's stinky as hell, but I'm still going to take it. I think Oklahoma is going to pile drive Iowa State. I'm taking them minus 14. I'm going to go the same route I did in the national championship last year. I like Clemson every which way. I bet them every which way. So, and it cashed every which way. So, I'm going to take LSU plus 6.5, Moneyline plus 170. That's the fan in me. And then uh, LSU Bama over 65, and then Wake minus 2.5 to finish it out. All right. So, we're going to roll into one of my favorite segments of the show. We're going to go with Week 10 spreads that shit to bed. All right. So, uh, so these are some some spreads that you or some lines that you bet on that you, they just they just either one lost in some weird crazy way or two was just totally friggin' wrong. And the only one that really got me this past week was the Memphis uh, minus six and a half on the two the crazy two point conversion there toward the end of the game to get the game within six burned a bunch of people and. There is nobody in the world that can't tell me that coaches aren't betting on these games to make sure they cover the spread on their team. So, so any thoughts on that, boys? It was the analytics, don't you know? I mean, if you go for two on the first one, then you can just kick a PAT <laughs> to win the or win the game on the, if you get the onside kick and okay, get another they, touchdown. They can kiss my ass. I don't care what they say. They, 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 <laughs> it's I I was laying on the couch. I thought it was a split game. I knew the over hit, and I was just laying on the couch, and I saw that touchdown going. I was like, oh, they're not going to get the onside kick. And then they brought the offense out on the field to go for two, and I was like, oh, my God. Perfect. I was so hyped. <laughs> it was incredible. <laughs> and then they, they threw, like, a – a screen to, to an offensive lineman, and it was the easiest two-point conversion of, of all time. So, I, I, 
I was jumping for joy. It took me from a five and four week to six and three. It was it was a great day. We'll take we'll take six and three weeks every every day of the week. Exactly. All right, Jesse. Any thoughts on on, on that spread right there that shit the bed? Um. Well, I, I luckily got that, but I got into so many arguments after the game with people <laughs> that bet on Memphis on Twitter, and it was the highlight of my night. So that was fun. Mm. All right, Jesse, what's, 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 which one's burned you up this weekend? Well, one didn't burn me up. I am just put it in to brag a little bit more. I got Wofford in at 47.5, and they covered. I'm a pro at this, just kidding. But uh, the Maryland-Michigan <laughs> over, it was in my it was in my over-under over extravaganza. I was really high on it. The total was 55, and uh, they only got 45 because Harbaugh decided to rest the starters early, which I don't like. Grow a pair. I want you to step on everybody's throats from now on, like you did Notre Dame. But it's fine. We're still going to win three more games at least. Mm. I won't be guaranteeing anything with Harbaugh there. <laughs> Sam, what you got, man? I got Florida plus six and a half. I mean, I was watching this game. I, I knew it was a loser the second. Florida went for fourth and one on the opening drive and went empty. And, uh, I mean, they were so scared to run. So, it, it wasn't, like, the worst loss. It was lucky to get back to seven. But it was still just three – Pretty much four hours because it was on CBS, guaranteed four-hour game. Um, pretty much just four hours of me sitting there in my misery, uh, <laughs> knowing that Florida was a freaking loser. Even though literally everybody put money on Georgia or on Florida, I mean. Oh, it was it was like the Oregon game, Oregon Auburn game to start the season. Yeah. Everyone in the world put money on Oregon and. Somehow Auburn wins. Vegas knows, man. They always know. Vegas, Vegas, Vegas knows. They got that little red almanac from Back to the Future in their back pocket. Somebody's out yep. there. Some Donald Trump lookalike is back there laughing, making fun of everybody, making all making all his extra money. Trump going to LSU Alabama game this year or this Saturday, trying to get uh, a place that I'll actually cheer for him. That's the joke. That's the joke everyone's made. So I might as well throw it out there too. He'll be in the he'll be in the right spot. That's for sure. <laughs> All right, guys. So speaking of gambling, Hicks. And, <laughs> so so everybody listen up. So if you're into prop betting or DFS gambling that kind of stuff, maybe both. I got some great news for you. The BreakdownSports.com is partnering with a brand new company that combines DFS player bets with with prop bets. It's called Thrive Fantasy. Really fun and the first of its kind. The way it works is you enter a contest with your own with a you make your own lineup made up of prop bets. The, prop, the more prop bets you get correctly, the more the more points you get and the greater chance you have of winning money. If you deposit $10 now and use our code BREAKDOWN, spelled B-R-K-D-W-N, Thrive Fantasy will match your deposit with, 10, with a $10 free credit. Use our link and try it now, guys. You guys gotta go check it out. All right, so uh, next up we got our players of the week. Uh, it doesn't have to be one. You can throw a couple of them out there. I got a couple this week. I got A.J. Dillon. He has been on a freaking tear. Outside of the Clemson game where they just absolutely steamrolled Boston College, A.J. Dillon's been killing it lately. Like this this week he had 35 carries, 244 yards, and three touchdowns. And speaking of Boston College, they had what, in my opinion, the best one-two punch uh, running back combo in the country right now. Uh, 
David Bailey, his his backup, he's a sophomore. He he had 18 carries for uh, 186 yards and and two touchdowns. They have been absolutely killing it. And next up, it's, this guy's been on the my players of the week list quite a bit this year. Chubba Hubbard, 20 carries, 223 yards, two touchdowns. He was getting just stifled all game long, and then all of a sudden, bam! There's a 92-yard touchdown run. Couple couple drives later, bam! There's a 60-yard touchdown run. It seems like every single week he's ripping off some huge run. He is fantastic to watch. Uh, he is going to be a superstar coming into next season. So, uh, Jesse, who's your players of the week? Um, I only got one, and it's the best name in college football right now. It is. Liberty it's a great quarterback, name. Buckshot Calvert. Best name for a quarterback. But uh, against UMass, he was 20 for 27 with 474 yards and four touchdowns. 441 of those in the first half itself. It's it was such an ass kicking, man. UMass is so bad. Shout out to uh, Gordon Von Denham, our RL Hefe, Jordan Jordan Whitney. Hey, hey, they're terrible. They're they're awful. Honestly, he's Player of the Year just because of his name, but his numbers actually backed him up this time. Dude, you got to go check out his Twitter, man. He gets he gets he gets dressed up in his you know looking like Gardner Minshew with his chest hair hanging out and leaned up on the back of some convertible in a white suit. Looks like he's in the in Miami Vice in the seventies. It's uh it, it's pretty entertaining. You should go check it out. R.I.P. Minshew Mania. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Sam. Who you got for your uh, player of the week, my man? Uh, I got Travis Atn. I mean, nine carries for two hundred and twelve yards and two touchdowns. I know it was Wofford, but it just seems like Travis Atn has mastered this whole like less than ten carries for like two hundred yards and two touchdown thing. Like, he's, he's pretty damn good at it. <laughs> he, like, I, I have to see his like college numbers for yards for yards per carry, but he has to be. He probably didn't have like enough carries to qualify, but <laughs> he, it's ridiculous. He, like, oh, another week. Travis Etienne, less than ten carries, more than two hundred yards. Another pretty good. Yards. <laughs> What's crazy is nobody talks about him. No, he's been he's just been he's been overshadowed by these other running backs this year. I mean, you look at guys like like Chuba Hubbard and and Jonathan Taylor and those kind of, those type of guys, they've just kind of overshadowed them. And you know, Clemson as much as as much as my Trevor Lawrence, uh, you know, me he, hating on Trevor Lawrence all season and all off season long, Clemson is in my opinion they're in the best spot to to just be using this 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 slight as being number five in in the playoff rankings that kind of stuff to just use it to fuel their team on. And look, they're they're going to win out. They're going to win the ACC championship. They're going to be in the playoff. And all it's going, all they're doing is just the media is just is is push them to the side, just so they can get more pissed off and more fired up, fired up whenever they get into the playoff. And they're peaking at the right time. They are. They are. They may be peaking against cupcakes, but they're, they're peaking. All right. So speaking of all of that, we're going to run through these real quick. Uh, we're just going to kind of go through the the, the, the quote unquote playoff contenders remaining. And this is not saying people are going to the playoffs. This is not saying that they are not going to the playoffs. These are guys that they they kind of hold their their own destiny in their hand for for the most part. Uh, of course, we got the the top four: uh, LSU, Bama, Ohio State, and Penn State. They of course uh, control their own destiny. You know, uh, Penn State and Ohio State have to play each other. LSU and Bama play each other. That'll all work itself out. Clemson is another one. Oregon and Utah, they they have to play each other. If they can win out and make it to the Pac-12 championship, win as a, as a one-loss champion, 
they they may be able to push out one of these uh, these better one loss non conference championship teams. You got Oklahoma, Baylor, and Georgia, all three that are still alive and well in the in the playoff race. So, out of these guys, uh, of course, I know I know who the favorite's going to be, but who are the guys that you can see coming from the outside looking in? Minnesota. Oh God, Just I can't believe I don't have Minnesota on here. <laughs> Just kidding. No, you don't need to add Minnesota. They're not. Don't. They're no, they're Jared, not going to be they, a playoff they, game. They, they still they still control it though. I mean, they're, they yeah, have a chance. No, it may fair. be like that half a percent kind of chance, but it's still there. But no, out of this list, if I had to bet money on someone, it would be Oklahoma. That's not yeah. the top four or five teams. It's Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with that. Just uh... I'm just now realizing that my ass tattoo bet is very much back in play. From the beginning, I bet that if Utah made the playoffs and beat Clemson and made it to the national championship game, I get the Utah logo tattooed across my ass. So yeah, Utah is absolutely alive in it because and let, let's, <sighs> let's play this out. We we talked about it a little bit on the Slack channel today. You know we got we got Bama Bama gets beat this week. Everything else plays out like it should be. So you got Clemson, you got LSU, uh, or the winner of LSU Georgia in the SEC championship game. Okay. So you got you got Clemson, you got we'll say LSU, we got Ohio State, and then you got the the fourth team up there. You got a one loss Oklahoma Big Twelve champion, you've got a one loss Oregon or a Utah Pac twelve champion, and then you got a one loss Bama team out there and a one loss Penn State team. If that all works itself out to that that way, who who who's your who who's getting in right there? You got Bama at one loss, Penn State one loss, uh Oregon or Utah, I don't care. Whoever you guys want to pick at one loss in Oklahoma. The conference champion. There? Not the, okay, the, so, either. So Oregon or Utah. Oregon or Utah would get in because it's. So what about Oklahoma as, as a one loss conference champion? Oh, Oregon or Oklahoma would get in. It would be Big 12. The order would go Big 12 conference champion, Pac-12 conference champion. Both, I'm assuming, both have one loss, and then. Sure, and that's, and that's what you have to assume. And, and then it would go Penn State, or. Uh, it would go Alabama yeah. over Penn State. Yeah, probably, I think, I think but it should be the other way around. In this scenario, be, Alabama beats Auburn. Yeah, I think it's going to be really tough for Alabama to not make the playoff if they do not have more than one loss. It's just that when it's one of those things to where. They have got such name power. They've got no. Such, I mean, the only reason it happened a couple of years ago is because Penn State was a Big Ten conference champion, but they had two losses. I mean, it's as simple as that. It's they don't put two lost teams in. That's that's the consistent thing they've shown. Now, a, a bunch of LSU no, fans have floated out the idea that maybe it's better to lose this game. Shut the hell up. In this streak. <laughs> End it. Like, yeah. you don't want to lose. You win this game. You're in the driver's seat. You have four top ten wins on your resume with the chance to go get another one going in in the SC championship game against Georgia. 100%. And then they would finish out with two more top ten games to end it and the chance to win seven top ten games in a season and complete maybe the greatest season of all time. But – you have to win this week first. 
Yeah, for for all the fans out there that think it's that's a it's better for any team for their team to lose so they can try to strategically place themselves better. Uh, no, it's yeah. not. That will bite you in the ass so hard. Now I have a scenario that I've thought about. Okay, fire away. If LSU wins this week, but they lose to Georgia, what happens? Ooh, that's spicy because then you got a one-loss LSU, a one-loss Bama. With four top ten wins, with a win at Texas and at Alabama. Then you got, and then you got a one-loss Georgia team, likely a one-loss Georgia team that's that gets their automatic bid essentially. Yeah. The SEC. Then you got two other SEC teams at one loss. A Georgia so, team that would have three top ten wins. You can't. Sure. They're automatically in. Yeah. They're so automatically in the Clemson and the Ohio State would automatically be in. And then you got a lot of other potential one-loss conference champions sitting there in front of two one-loss non-conference champions out of the same conference. It's uh now look now we're all just spitballing here. Yeah, and I don't to, for the record I don't. Over with. Oh, go ahead. For the record, I don't think LSU would get in strictly because I think there's a recency bias. Like, what have you done for me lately? Type thing, and if the day before the the playoffs are selected, yeah. you yeah. you you lose. I just I don't think they'd get in, so that's just you know, my opinion. Re- but that would be biased is a real thing. Yeah, that's and why Tua lost the Heisman last year? No, 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 no. Kyler Murray had a better year. I, I I don't I don't think that that if it was me picking it would have been Kyler Murray, but he lost the Heisman because he had a bad game in the SEC championship game, and because Kyler had better stats. But and you're gonna have b- better bad. stats in the Big Twelve. Exactly. It's not all about stats. It's, it's, it's not really what it – to me, it, it shouldn't be. But stats definitely help a little bit. Jesse, so what's your what's your chaos scenario that you got here? Oh, if we want chaos, we're having UCLA winning the Pac-12. We're having Minnesota win the Big Ten. <laughs> we're having Iowa State or somebody somehow winning the Big 12. And we're having Virginia beat Clemson in the ACC championship. I want all that that's, to happen. That's a tall. That's a tall order. You talk about a ratings nightmare. Oh man, no kidding. <laughs> I mean, they're already bad enough because they try the stupid. Uh, we're gonna put it at on New Year's Eve in prime time when absolutely no one is watching football. Like, you party on New Year's Eve. You sit hungover all day New Year's Day watching, watching football. football. It's that. It's simple. You don't put games on New Year's Eve. But, yeah, and Sam, back to your uh, thought of if Georgia wins the SEC, it would have, it would all depend on how bad LSU got beat in the SEC championship. If it was a close game, I think they would put them in. Now, I mean, Georgia's defense is, I guess, pretty good. I mean, I can't really tell against Florida, but they looked good last Saturday, but I don't. I don't think anyone's stopping LSU's and, offense uh, or Bama's I, offense. I won my tattoo bet a couple weeks ago. You can, too. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting nervous, boys. All right, all right. Well, next up, we got a new segment. It is our rest in peace segment. So we're going to take something. Me and Jesse are going to take something that's that's happened this college football season, not necessarily this week. Uh, it just so happens to be this week. Uh, but that's just it just seems like it's over. You know, it's it's one of those things, hey, rest in peace. You had a good run while you was here. Mine is the Pony Express. It's 
the Pony Express is over. We, we can't sit here and talk about the undefeated Pony Express anymore. So rest in peace, Pony Express, at least for this week. You get a good bounce back week this week. Uh, next up, we got the Kansas Kansas offensive output. Like, they've been impressive for the past several weeks. And K-State just come in and punched them right in the face. Just hit them right in the mouth. Totally shut them down. So rest in peace, Kansas offense. We'll see what you can do next week. Uh, Jesse, what do you got, man? Well, first off, shout out to the SMU fan on game day that had the sign that said, we paid players before it was cool. I really <laughs> like you for that one. But uh, my RIP, it's Tua being the number one surefire draft pick. It doesn't seem like it's going to happen now unless you have Cincinnati or somebody get the number one pick, which is somewhat likely. It's, it is. It is. Joe it's, Burrow, number one. It's going to be Chase Young, unless he... No, it's not. No, it's not, dude. He should be. He, he should be. I know, But I know it's what, not I going to be. I get it. I get it. I know the argument here because you can't pass up on the quarterbacks when you're there. No, you can, and you should. But these teams are too stupid to. <laughs> I understand that you should because you can roll out somebody like and, and grab Andy a Chase Dalton Young and a trade and back or whatever. And... Yeah, I mean, and then, you know, and look, as much as I want to want badmouth Trevor Lawrence, he's going to be a great quarterback. He, you know, he just, he's just not the greatest quarterback to ever play in, in college football. Yeah, it's still to be decided. We, 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 won't, we won't get into that just yet. We'll let the – He's still undefeated. Still undefeated. <laughs> still undefeated. Still has a chance but, for 45-0 and three national championships, so. And two Heismans. Yep. And two Heismans. Well, he, he's not going to win the one this year, boys. But yeah, that's fair. Uh, all right, so, uh, Sam, what do you got for your RIP? RIP uh, Dabo Sweeney's career. Um, True. He said he said if uh, par- players ever got paid, he would quit. And so, <laughs> time to up. paying players. Yeah. No, no, oh, like for that. sure. Um, yeah, it's time to hang it up, Dabo. Uh, time to eat crow. The rest All of the right, college so world, football world can celebrate. Someone else can win. So rolling out a new segment. We got another. We got another new segment this week. It is the beatdowns at the breakdown. Okay, these are the worst ass kickings that that you can think of this week. Uh, we we got we got one here. Uh, Mississippi State beats Arkansas. Arkansas's a Arkansas's a real shitty team, but so is Mississippi State. And Mississippi State beat the brakes off of them, fifty-four to twenty-four. Uh, you know, Mississippi State's not any good, and they just totally destroyed folks out there. Next up, we got Wake Forest absolutely blows out NC State. I was very surprised by the final score of this. I didn't think that Wake Forest would be able to uh, to, to just totally dominate on the defensive side of the ball. Now, it could be just a simple fact that the NC State is so bad, but uh, Wake Forest beats the brakes off NC State 44-10. to 10. And, NC uh, State's bad, but they are QBU, apparently. No, oh God. All right. All right. What's this next one up here, boys? <laughs> Bye week versus the viewers. It is. That was a beatdown. True story. What? True story. It was. It was tough. It was brutal. Wait, that's like sucked. Yep. All right. So, so that that is our beatdowns at the breakdown. We're gonna roll into some uh, bold predictions and our upset picks. And then we got a little, little, a, a fun little new segment down here. That's that's more Halloween themed. So, uh, so on the bold prediction. I'm not even going to say them no more. I fought back and forth on this one. So, so Jesse, you go ahead. I'm out. I'm not talking about the Texas, the Texas game anymore today. You want bold? We're getting bold. I'm somehow spitting out yeah, here. Yeah, you are. Super bold. Super bold. Super bold. Super bad. Whatever. 
the LSU Bama whoever wins is going to win by at least seventeen. <laughs> oh man, that would be great. Either way, either way, it happens because I mean, America has that. to be rooting for LSU. Like you just have to. Yes. No, and and and, and I am, and uh, I don't I don't think they win the game, but I I, I hope they do. Uh, just for the simple fact that in my location, me being in Tennessee. Uh, we have got some super obnoxious bandwagon Alabama fans. Oh, God. I love, I love watching them get all sold up and sad. See, I went to the game last year, and there was this little little shithead. Like, this is like 11 years old in front of me, and he had an Alabama sweatshirt on. And me and my cousin almost got in a fight with his mom because every time Alabama scored, we just tell him to shut the hell up and sit the bleep down. And they did not like that. <laughs> Oh come on, he's being an asshole. <laughs> That's what eleven year old kids do. They're all little assholes. I don't care. I was we were lit, we were passing like a water bottle of whiskey back and forth. It was whew. Good good times, good times. But really, it was not a good time. It was not let me tell you, that game last year was not fun. It was rough, rough on you. Oh yeah. But no, I only want right, this Sam, to happen because uh I want all this hype about this game to just go out, just go away. Just not that I don't want it to be hyped, but I just want to see everybody put so much money into it just for it to be a big letdown. I'm all for it if it's LSU winning by 17 plus. But, <laughs> but I mean, if it's Alabama winning by 17 plus, it's just another year. It's so just just another year. <laughs> so um, I don't have a bold prediction. I will say. Uh, Little announcement. Uh, I think we're planning on having a, a live stream for the second half of the LSU Alabama game featuring yeah, myself yeah, yeah. Um, and Jordan Whitney El Jefe at, at the uh, breakdown and maybe a rotating cast for the third chair. Stop on by if you, if you want to watch me sulk in my misery. So, <laughs> all right. Next up, we got our upset picks. Uh, taking, uh, Big dogs, a ten, a ten plus point underdog that's, that you think has a chance to win the game outright. I'm rolling out with Oregon State versus Washington. Washington's defense has looked pretty suspect over the past couple weeks. Uh, Washington State's offense has been rolling pretty good the past couple weeks. So I think it may be a perfect storm of uh, Washington State's offense peaking at the right time and, uh, excuse me, Oregon State's offense peaking at the right time and Washington's defense on the on the downward trend. So, Jesse, what you got for your upset, bud? You stole the one that I would have taken. <laughs> well, I mean, I have been – I've won, what, two or three of these so far this year, yes. and then the yes. rest I've – they've lost, like, 53 to three or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Illinois versus Michigan State. Michigan State sucks. It's simple as that. Illinois is somewhat good. Lovey Smith is a competent head coach. And, yeah, that, that's it. I hate Michigan State. <laughs> All right, Sam, you got one, or are we rolling into the next segment? I'll just fire from the hip here. Um, give, me, give me Wyoming over Boise State. All fire right, from I the hip. It. I dig it. All right, so in the spirit of Halloween, I got to, we, we were out, and, you know, it was too cold in our area to go trick-or-treating. It was down in the 30s. Uh, so me and my girlfriend and her little boy, we decided to uh, – to go to the, the local Publix, hashtag not a sponsor. Uh, they had some Halloween stuff going on there, and we got to, to buy some, some candy for him so he'd, ha- so he'd have his Halloween candy. And it got me thinking, what are your favorite Halloween candies? All right, so we're going we're gonna to do our top three each. 
Uh, I got my three here. Uh, number three is the the sour apple suckers. You guys know what I'm talking about there. Oh yeah, up north? fantastic. They are friggin' awesome. Wait, sour apple or caramel apple? Well, yeah, yeah, the the, the, the caramel apple. apple. Yes, and the caramel on top of it. Yeah, I'm not oh, okay. sure what they're called. But it's they got the, it, they're they're green apple suckers with the caramel on oh, the yeah. top of it. So fantastic. Those things, I love them. Next up, I got tootsie rolls. I can eat these things until I pass out and almost die. Bro. I friggin' love Tootsie Rolls, man. No, <laughs> and, uh, you cannot have this in your top three. I do. I love Tootsie that's like Rolls. That's like a... That's like... I can, I can that's the most there. bland... Oh, that's as bland as it gets, oh, man. Delicious. Well, what should be everybody's 101 right here is the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Now, I don't care what kind. I don't care if they're the thin ones. I don't care if they're the little... No, 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 no. That's a bad take. they're the big ones in there, they're by far the best candy in the world. So That's a Jesse, bad take. Tell me, <laughs> tell me what your favorite three candy, Halloween candies are, Jesse. Well, uh, I'll agree with you with three C's there, a top-tier candy, but I decided not to list them to be somewhat different, even though the Christmas trees are the best version. But uh, <laughs> my number the three. Are... Reese, not all Reese's are created equally. <laughs> they yeah. are not. They are not. I love them all, though. My, my number three is the big Halloween special for me, the Milky Way dark chocolate version. It, it just tastes good. I'm a big dark chocolate fan. Um, two. I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but they're the Butterfinger Crisps. Oh man, I have. I'm a they're, fan. They only sell them in fun size, for some reason, and you can only get them like Dollar General or Food Line or whatever. But they're, they're just really good. They're like a softer version of of Butterfinger with wafers in it. Top tier, beautiful yep. candy. I know exactly Kiss what the you're fingers. About. And then number one, the OG of candies. But Ten times better than Reese's. It's the Kit Kat. Yeah. I'm going to fight everybody the next time I see you guys. Well, the first time I see you guys, I'm fighting everybody over there. Oh, and you can square up because <laughs> Kit Kat, it's not even close, man. The the Halloween-sized little two-piece Kit Kat, it's, the, it's number one. It can't be beaten. They are, they are delicious. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to say they're not delicious. And I, okay, so I'll start with my list now. Um, I had Reese's on there. I made a last-second change. Because not all Reese's are created equally. If you get the, like, package that you have to rip open that are, like, the single larger cups that are flat, those are not good. Like, the, the, the peanut butter's hit or miss. You could get, like, dried up peanut butter. The way to go is the ones that are wrapped, and then they have the little wrapper around the shell. Yeah, the double it, wraps. Yes, the double wraps, they're the best outside of the, like, Reese's Minis big bag that you can grab at like gas station or convenience store or anything. So, uh, number three is Snickers Fun Size. Great candy. Delicious. Filling. Twix, number two. The cookie, the cookie bar. I mean, the I don't know. The cookie is the best part. Yeah, it's incredible. I, I don't understand the whole left or right BS. I've never understood it, but you I just, it's all the same thing. <laughs> Excuse me, and then uh, Kit Kat number one, easy, easy money. Speaking right, of Kit Kat, what's uh, really good is the white chocolate Kit Kats. Oh, oh, oh my gosh, they are good. They are fucking fantastic. Y'all gonna ruin my diet if you keep this up. <laughs> I'm good at Popeyes. All right, boys, that that finishes up for us here tonight. I uh, want to give a shout out to our other podcast on at the Breakdown Sports. End to end is our, our hockey podcast, and Gap to Gap is our baseball podcast. If you guys are fans at all. Go check them out. Go listen to them. They, they got fantastic podcasts. So, 
that's gonna that's gonna do it for us tonight, guys. Anybody else got anything else to add? Yeah, I got one. Uh, well, two actually. Uh, head over to the breakdown. Uh, we got a bunch of good college football stuff this week. We got all your other sports that are going on right now. We got it covered. Um, big weekend for me. Uh, go Tigers. 41-38. Beat Bama. <laughs> Jesse, you got anything else to add? Um, good blue. Shout out to Jawan Howard for winning his first game as a head coach tonight, even though they almost blew a 25-point lead to Appalachian State. Brought back bad memories. Sounds familiar. But uh, shout out to him. Follow us at Twitter. I'm Uncle Jesse at three uh, with three underscores. Go Blue. I hate Ohio State. Burning Hell Ryan Day. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so everybody, wherever you subscribe to your podcast at, subscribe to our channels. Give us a five-star review. It helps us get out in front of a bigger audience here. We'd, lo- we'd love to get this out in front of everybody. Give us a review. Uh, give us a five-star. Uh, like I said, you guys have a good, good weekend. Uh, best of luck out there on the books, and uh, that does it for us. Hook them. <laughs>